Okay, so hello and welcome to the latest episode of Let's Talk Daily, your place for all of the latest news amongst the gaming industry. Now, we're going to be starting things off with a brand new patch which is coming to Rainbow Six Siege. Update 5.3 has just been detailed and it makes changes to custom lobbies and lots more. So this is the first patch which has been released since the middle of December and it's mainly bug fixes and the only new custom feature is that you can now pause the proceedings while players select their oper operator instead than being timed out but it's got to be the host that pauses it um, and that's only in the custom lobbies nothing else so, yeah, the majority of the other fixes are bug fixes, nothing huge, uh, yeah, literally bug fixes after bug fixes, but it's nice to know that they've been working on fixing the bugs and the issues that have been reported. We'll probably be getting some more significant updates very, very soon for that game. Now, if you have followed us over the past week or two, you'll have known that there was a Megablocks Halo game um, in development and we didn't really know what the game was about and what happened to it. Now, yesterday Bonnie Ross, the lead uh, person in 343 Industries, and detailed that the game was in development and that nothing else has happened, it was just in a prototype. Now the person who initially released the footage has posted up a follow-up gameplay video uh, saying that this was a prototype, it was in the works for 10 months, and it looked like N-Space had a contract with Microsoft for the game already kind of written up. It wasn't just in the um, uh, prototype stage, but it was also something that was quite interesting about it is that it was in space that pitched the idea to Microsoft for a Megaplox game based in the Halo universe, but other studios apparently also pitched it um, under different ways and things like that. So it's quite interesting that quite a few studios proposed a similar idea uh, for this Megablox Halo game. Obviously it's not happening now and the game's cancellation might have happened after a period of months or two where Microsoft just didn't respond and didn't want to talk to N-Space anymore. So, yeah. Interesting story about that. It's interesting to know uh, what happens behind the scenes in the development scene, especially with things like Halo and big franchises. Like Sometimes you see studios go quiet for years and then they have something huge. Um, for example, id Software. I mean, they worked on Doom 4 and then scrapped it and started again. They didn't have a Doom title for years. So it's quite interesting having a bit of insider information about that um, released to the public. 
Obviously, it's the kind of thing they kind of want to keep quiet, but it's still interesting information. Moving on to our third story of the day, Halo Wars 2 is going to be getting a physical PC release. This isn't going to be released by Microsoft or 343 Industries though. The Windows 10 physical PC release will be published by THQ Nordic and will be launching on the same day as the digital editions on the 17th of February. So it's really cool to know that there is going to be a disc version of the um, game coming to PC users, if they still use it. One thing to bear in mind is that this means they won't be compatible with Xbox Play Anywhere when or if using a disc version of the game. That kind of makes sense because you can't kind of like backtrack the purchases and see if you still have it and install it on other platforms and stuff. But it's still pretty cool that you do have Halo Wars 2 as a disc and also digital version which is very rare for Microsoft first party games and PC games overall really. But THQ Nordic and Microsoft obviously think it's worth it so it's happening which is pretty cool. We've actually had quite a bit of Halo news um, over the past few days, which is why I'm going to be continuing with another story about Halo. We actually have two new stories for you guys. So the next Halo story we've got is about the Halo Wars 2 beta. Now, as previously mentioned, Halo Wars 2 is out on the 17th of February. And Microsoft have announced that a brand new Blitz beta will be launching on the 20th of January and running until the 13th of January. This, this is to be provided both technical feedback and gameplay feedback to refine the game as we get closer and closer towards the 21st of February. Now there's a different release date here. Okay, I'm not 100% ah, yeah. 21st of February is the retail release, the uh, 17th of February is for players that will be getting early access by pre-ordering the Ultimate Edition of the game. That's just a bit of clarification there. So, the visa will be launching and it includes new game modes. This time it will be exclusive brand new card based game mode Blitz which will be available on both Windows 10 and Xbox One. So it's an RTS deck building game mode, which actually sounds pretty cool. Uh, they've got a few trailers and videos and a few other bits of information surrounding the beta, but it will take place on the map Proving Grounds, will offer 1v1, 2v2 and 3v3 gameplay via matchmaking on both Windows 10 and Xbox One. So yeah, that's pretty cool before the game launches on the 17th of February to people that pre-order the Ultimate Edition of the game or the 21st of February for everybody else. Another Halo story, there's been quite a lot of information. It's nice to have quite a bit of Halo information, but Halo 5 instead than Halo Wars this time, Halo 5 
is having its brand new January to February 2017 ranked season, which has just kicked off. And as a reward for taking part in matches, you will be uh, rewarded with a pretty cool um, dog tag. Uh, so yeah, uh, sorry, emblem. Uh, for you to be able to get the kind of like purple emblem which is linked in the description down below. Uh, the uh, requirements are to complete 10 of the placement matches to determine your, your rank. And then unlock the emblem. There are 7 ranks which are available. Bronze, Silver, Gold, Platinum, Diamond, Oinks and Champion. Those are um, all of the different levels for the ranked competitive matchmaking in Halo 5. If you've played multiplayer on Halo 5, you'll understand how the system works uh, rank-wise. I actually really enjoy the rank system on um, Halo 5, so yeah, it'd be pretty cool. Now, if you remember, Final Fantasy 7 was having a remake and Kingdom Hearts 3 is in the works with uh, Square Enix, and we've not heard anything for quite a while. However, a developer has now come out and said um, that the games are steadily progressing on term in terms of production on both the titles, and that it won't be any time soon, basically. There's quite a bit of work to go, apparently. There's nothing that he can announce, but there are some areas that haven't been touched, and there's some way to go. So yeah, if you want to read more about that, there's a report that I will link down below in the description to VG247, so you can check more information out about that. Horizon Zero Dawn is probably one of the most anticipated games in the 2017 calendar so far and according to the UK PlayStation Store the release date has been pushed. It's been interesting the way that the release dates have worked for Horizon Zero Dawn. Originally the release date was slated for March the 3rd 2017 and then back in December it was brought forth two days which was in synchronization with Australia and the other European store listings. But now it turns out that they have rolled the date back to March the 3rd in the UK. However, the release dates elsewhere in the world seem to be unaffected. So that's the 28th of February for the US, Australia and Europe March the 1st, and the UK the 3rd of March. So it's slightly frustrating that that's been delayed again. This hasn't been confirmed directly by Sony or the developer themselves at the time of recording this part of the episode. But if we do hear anything, we will be sure to let you know if anything else is different. As I've mentioned every once in a while, we do like to cover indie games on the show. And a brand new game, Davillion, has just had a release date announcement trailer released, which is going to be coming out on the 2nd of February 2017. 
It's currently available to pre-order with a 15% discount and it looks like a really cool game. It's a under underwater, open waters kind of adventure game uh, set in a vast undersea world after a flood traps humanity beneath a ceiling of impenetrable ice. Devlin lets players captain their own submersiles on a quest for riches and survival. The nine unique vessels to command and each upgradable with new weapons and specialized crew members to defend against the hostile ships or other terrors lurking beneath the waves in real-time 3D combat. So that sounds really, really cool. I'm going to leave a link down below in the description to the trailer for Davillion out on the 2nd of February on PC. And if you pre-order now, it's got a 15% discount, which actually takes the price to £12.74. So it's a pretty decent price for an indie game, and it looks like a lot of fun as well. Phil Spencer's been having to answer a lot of questions recently, especially since the cancellation of Scalebound earlier on this week. So Phil Spencer has come out responding to a few queries about Project Scorpio, Scalebound, etc. There was a question regarding Project Scorpio's console. How is it different than a PC and how is it going to be a different experience? Um... They, Phil Spencer has come out to clarify that the console experience is completely different to the PC experience, even at a higher 4K resolution and things like that. So it's just clarifying to make sure that it's not going from a console to a more orientated for PC gamer kind of platform. They've talked about keyboard and mouse support in the past as well. Um, this is something that some people have been asking, basically Scalebound was cancelled earlier on this week and quite a few fans are fairly upset, upset that it was cancelled, which is quite understandable. Phil Spencer was asked how much money they need to make the game and finish Scalebound and Phil Spencer responded saying, Apologies, but this isn't how games get built. There isn't a pour of dollars and get game. Much more iterative and organic like that. So he's basically confirming that it wasn't a money issue related to the game. So it sounds more like it was a development issue behind the scenes. Um, so yeah. Phil has also been assured to make sure that you don't stop taking risks. They've had quite negative feedback with Scalebound and Phil Spencer's been getting quite a bit of hate for cancelling Scalebound as well. But uh, he said, thank you, we know that they have to take risks and he really uh, understands why people feel slightly pissed off about it. But um, he he won't stop taking risks with new IPs and new development studios and new partnerships and things like that is obviously that is something that is crucial towards a development program of a new game and something to bring to the gamers which is unique and new so he's just confirming that they won't stop taking risks the last thing that phil spencer has also commented on is that the internal studios are critical to um 
Xbox and the whole platform and game development as a whole, especially Microsoft, and it caused quite a bit of concern that Microsoft seems to be abandoning the first party uh, strategy studios, but he said that he won't abandon signing independent studio projects, but first party protocols Sorry, first-party studios are critical as well. So, yeah, first-party exclusives that are with independent studios, he won't stop signing, even after the experience with Scalebound and Platinum Games. So, at least he's not been put off by that. Obviously, it's probably a good thing that he's not been put off by that because the gamers need the variety and the unique titles and Microsoft don't have the largest collection of studios at the moment. They shut two down last year, so they've kind of got to continue working with the um, independent studios which are willing to work with partnerships like Remedy Games, etc. Now, Nintendo Switch is being revealed tomorrow, uh, slash the day after, depending on your time zone, and... We've not really had much coverage of what is happening with accessories and things like that. However, Hori's upcoming Nintendo Switch accessories have been leaked ahead of the press conference. And it looks like there's quite a few cases coming for the Nintendo Switch controller. Customization for Legend of Zelda stuff. Uh, In-car chargers with cigarette lighters adapters for LAN to be plugged into the console, also different unique controllers with um, pads, uh, cases for your game cartridges, loads and loads of customization, things like protectors for the screen, both bland and also Zelda promotions, and also what looks like an arcade box as well, Retailing for about 150 euros. That was pretty cool to be honest. Plugging into the Nintendo Switch. Loads of cool different skin sets and things like that. Customization options. Stands. Um, by the looks of it, there are also some replaceable joysticks, which might be useful. Charging stations for the uh, Joy-Con controllers. And then loads of images as well in colour as well as these patents. So if you do want to check all of that information out, we'll leave the link down below in the description. Whether the information gets taken down or confirmed, we'll just have to wait and see uh, for the press conference in a few days' time. Final Fantasy XV Square Enix is working on an unannounced expansion and aims to evolve the game's foundation. So this basically means that we will evolve, uh, that Square Enix are going to be evolving Final Fantasy XV more and more, and as that evolves, it will build a further foundation and know-how of Final Fantasy's XV's uh, storyline and background in the preparation for future titles and future uh, entries into the franchise. It's also undergoing development updates with uh, unannounced expansion and loads of other bits and contents here and there. So yeah, it's pretty cool that they're working on expansions and 
loads of content and they're working on evolving the basis of future Final Fantasy products. That's pretty cool. Another brief press announcement for you guys. Warhammer End of Times Vermitide Kazakh Agazar DLC is coming to PS4 and Xbox One on February the 28th. It launched onto PC back in December and was slightly delayed coming over to the console version. Includes three new maps, two new weapons and th uh, three new achievements and it will cost £5.99 upon its release. Rocket League's player count has soared past 25 million players, which is pretty cool. That means that they are the number of players in total across the whole game, so it's the number of users, not the number of purchases. Um, the last time that these stats were released were June of last year at 15 million, so it's done really well. With its sales, it sold 10 million in about 9 months or so? No, less than that. Uh, about 6 months or so. So yeah, that's pretty impressive. And there's been humongous numbers of uh, minutes played in the game collectively. It equates to about 442,100 years worth of time has been spent on Rocket League, which is insane. Overwatch is an update to the PCR, adjusting a few things with Roadhog's hook and a few little bits of balancing surrounding that. Uh, there was a patch released on January the 5th as well, which we detailed, and this patch is probably already applied to the um, PCR, so you can download that now. It's a few little changes, added some more line sight checks, hook targets now move slower and um, more stunned by it, and fixed a few bugs as well. Final story for today, a brand new trailer for Horizon Zero Dawn has been launched, which delves into the campaign with the brand new cinematic trailer. This is in preparation for its release in next uh, well, next month slash March. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to Horizon Zero Dawn. Can't wait to see more of it. Don't forget to go and check out the trailer. Thank you for listening to this episode. It has been a bit of a rambling episode. It's not been scripted as much as some of our other episodes. But I want to know how you have found this episode. Do you think I've rambled on a bit too much do you prefer the other setup with some of our other episodes where there have been a bit more shorter segments and me not rambling on as much do you prefer less news stories or more news stories this kind of number of news stories in total let us know what you think tweet us at official gmyt on twitter or join our discord server which is linked down below in the description if you do want to support us via Patreon, you can. It's not compulsory, but it would be greatly appreciated. And we'll be seeing you tomorrow on the 12th of January 2017. And I'm sure there will be a lot of information surrounding the Nintendo Switch for us to cover. 
with the press conference just a few hours away from us releasing our episode. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow.